Coming up on HIGMT, Tesla's Model Y has been spotted at Gigafactory Berlin. An update from Ryan Shaw and his Model Y. Tesla takes another look at their leasing arrangement, and I provide listeners on an update on how I got my Tesla. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, December 12th, 2020, episode 20 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Tesserati.com has a story where Model Y bodies appear to have been discovered at the Gigafactory Berlin complex recently by many drone operators in the area. Model Y bodies are obscured under view under mint green covers, but Tesla's eagle-eyed supporters have spotted and identified the vehicles as Model Ys. According to the drone operator Tobias Lin, the Gigafactory Berlin machines have not yet entered production, so the Model Y bodies are most likely from the Fremont factory. Lind also suggests that Model Y bodies could be used for testing. Elon Musk can argue that the Model Y has the potential to outperform the Model S, Model 3, and Model X combined, but there's no doubt that Tesla's efforts to promote the all-electric crossover have been quite subtle to date. There seems to be a good chance that the vehicle will already dominate Tesla's sales in the United States. In a statement to Clean Technica, Evanix co-founder and chairman Matt Pressman noted that so far about 70% of the orders they've received in recent times are for aftermarket Model Y products. This is a very rough estimate, but the surge of orders for the Model Y's aftermarket products suggests the all-electric crossover may already be hitting its pace in the United States. The Tesla Cybertruck is a stainless steel beast of a pickup truck, and it's evidenced by the fact that it won't even be painted. The Tesserati.com article notes that Elon Musk mentioned that the Cybertruck owners will be able to wrap their fully electric pickup trucks in any color or pattern as they seem fit. Elon also responded positively to the idea of tempering the Cybertruck's exterior, with the CEO even joking that he would choose blue steel option for his personal truck, a reference to the comedy film Zoolander. Tesla enthusiast the Cyber Camper recently tried to simulate what different grades of hardened steel would look like on the solid steel vehicle, and the results are really good. Based on the simulated shades, it looks like the hardened steel could give the Cybertruck a subtle and unique color range. Ryan Shaw, the Tesla owner and YouTube influencer, was one of the very first Model Y owners InsideEVs.com had actually covered. Now, after driving over 14,000 miles on the car, he has decided it is finally time to provide an in-depth Model Y ownership review. Shaw says that he also decided to put this video together to highlight the Model Y for 2021, which has had some changes and updates compared to its first version. Shaw also goes on to describe in detail his experience of owning the Model Y, paying particular attention to its total cost. He also reviews the characteristics of the car and talks about the overall driving dynamics. So definitely check out the show notes below uh, for his link to his YouTube video. It's very, uh, it's very interesting. When Tesla launched the Model 3 lease program, the company noted to customers that they will not be allowed to buy back their vehicles at the end of their lease period as they would be used in the next RoboTaxi service. The company's communication said the program will launch in early 2021 and include several changes that could make the vehicle lease experience more convenient. Granted, now this uh, this option has been available to Model S and Model X leasers for quite some time now, but Tesla's recent email was also sent to customers who leased the Model 3 and Model Y. If Tesla would indeed allow Model Y and Model 3 leasers to buy back their leases at the end of their term, that would suggest that the electric car maker had implemented some changes in its planned deployment of the RoboTaxi. 
There have been reports that Steel Dynamics Incorporated, the purported uh, supplier of steel to be used for the Tesla Cybertruck, is ready to begin operations at its massive plant in Stinton, Texas, by the fall of 2021. The plant will be one of the most ambitious steelworks to date and will produce products that are completely different from anything on the market. This suggests that the steel exoskeleton of the all-electric uh, Cybertruck will contain a considerable amount of innovation, which will uh, make the vehicle really unique. So definitely uh, check out the Tesla.com article where they go into great detail of uh, one of the suppliers for Tesla and how they're ramping up to meet the demand for uh, the Cybertruck. And while we're down in Texas, we might as well take a look at some more great drone footage. Uh, again, compliments to Jeff Roberts and Joe Tegmeyer. It uh, appears that the perimeter wall footings are continuing along the west side of Building 1. There are now 24 concrete columns now in place at the south end of Building 3, along with more roof beams and concrete roof panels. The area that I thought had something to do with paint in Building 3 is actually part of a high-speed stamping plant used to stamp steel or aluminum. So uh, Joe Tegmeyer actually goes into great detail for this area in his December 10th drone video. So uh, be, definitely be sure to check it out. And in that same area, there's concrete capping for the high-speed stamping plant is continuing. There are now 10 mobile crawler cranes on site, which is an increase of two since last month. Structural steel is progressing for building two, but honestly, I'm having a real hard time trying to distinguish the footprints for each building with construction happening all over the main Megapad area. And speaking of which, over half of the planned GeoPair work is now complete in the Megapad area, which serves as a base for buildings one, two, and three. So to provide everyone an update to how I got my Tesla, uh, back in episode 10, I had mentioned that we'd be attempting to go down to one vehicle starting in May 2021. So by going down to one vehicle, I was thinking that the money saved uh, by not having one car payment uh, could be directed towards some sort of a Tesla in the fall of 2022 when my lease is up on my Mazda CX-5. So after some thinking about this, um, the money saved by going to one vehicle can be better utilized elsewhere within the household budget. So this means I will have to take a closer look at what will, uh, what it'll actually take to get a Tesla of some sort into our driveway. My only criteria for this exercise is that the vehicle payments cannot exceed what I'm currently paying for my CX-5, which means that more upfront cash will be required since Teslas are overall more expensive than in, uh, the conventional internal combustion vehicle. So first off, um, I can eliminate the Model S and the Model X. Uh, they are way too expensive. They are definitely outside of my budget. If I was, uh, if I had, um, you know, unlimited resources, I would probably get uh, a Model X, uh, not an S. I'm not a sedan kind of guy, but the I wouldn't mind getting a Model X. But I would probably wait for the refresh uh, before uh, I were to get an X. But honestly. Uh, both of those vehicles are way outside my price range, so it doesn't. Those those two are way too expensive and off the list already. Um, a base model Y long range is probably not uh, in the camp that I'm looking for, unless I happen to trip over that illustrious bag of money uh, uh, somewhere on the street. Um, I don't know. Uh, a, a base model Y uh, long range is. Uh, is pretty expensive a base model 3 standard range plus is somewhat within reach um, but it'll take some time uh, and it'll take some work first first um, I can get into a base model 3 lease from Tesla with a down payment of about $6,300 and keep the same monthly payment for my CX-5 for the next four years now this has definitely helped out with a $5,000 incentive from the federal government um, now to finance that same vehicle 
which is to purchase outright over eight years, I would need to uh, get a down payment of $14,500 just to keep the same monthly payments as my current CX-5. Uh, the previously announced $5,000 incentive, uh, incentive from the feds does not actually apply if you finance through Tesla, which is really, really weird. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. The feds will kick in the incentive if you purchase the Model 3 outright in cash, but this would not make sense as, uh, as I would have to go to a bank and float a loan for the eight years at a much higher interest rate, which is 7% instead of, the, uh, instead of Tesla's current 3% rate. It just doesn't make sense to go to a bank and get the money. It actually costs more money, despite the fact that I would be getting the $5,000 incentive. So to summarize, if I were to keep the same monthly payments as my CX-5, to lease a base Model 3 Standard Range Plus, I would need around $6,300 cash and $14,500 cash if I were to finance it over eight years. And just for fun, I ran the numbers for a base Model Y Long Range, and <laughs> the numbers are, are, are looking pretty rough. Uh, keep in mind that the $5,000 incentive from the feds does not apply for the Model Y at all. If I were to keep the same monthly payments as my CX-5, uh, in order to lease a base Model Y long range, I would need uh, $17,500 cash and $31,500 cash if I were to finance it over eight years. So what this has done is that it's given me some perspective and a game plan uh, to accomplish over the next 17 months. At the minimum, I would need to save anywhere between $375 and $850 per month for a base model uh, 3 standard range plus and anywhere between $1,000 and $1,800 per month for a base model Y long range. And that would be spread out over 17 months. So with the announced $25,000 model, whatever it is that you want to call it, um, I'm wondering if that will actually be my ticket to getting my first Tesla, although I'm not exactly sure. I guess uh, time will tell, and uh, we'll see what happens as I continue on with this podcast. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 20. If you're looking to purchase a Tesla and you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes or head on over to ts.la slash Matthew40942. My current Tesla friend is chatty. I don't have any new Tesla friends to uh, <laughs> to talk about this week. Uh, so it's just it's just chatty. Uh, thanks, chatty, for using my um, my uh, referral link. It, uh, is, <laughs> it's it still gives me a chuckle every time I see it on my account. Uh, hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag Model Y leases. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, feel free to throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And if you have any feedback for me, you can throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And uh, actually, if you have any ideas for possible revenue streams to help fund uh, getting my Tesla, that would be great. Again, you can throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby. 